Hey y'all and welcome back to Blush You, the podcast where you tell us your juiciest stories and we get to dish on them. Hi everyone, I'm Callie and I'm with my girl Elise. Hello everybody. Hello, hello. Um, How are you? Okay. I'm great. <laughs> Why do I not believe you? <laughs> I'm wonderful. I am wonderful. I am knee deep in all of the hormones and all of the medications and I'm just trying to survive each day Ugh. one at a time. Like being a woman is a hard fucking job. Okay. It's so hard. It's, so, it's hard. so hard. Like men really, I mean, well, I would take a woman being like over being a man any day, but it's, it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, if I work out and take my vitamins and shower, I'm doing okay. <laughs> I mean, listen, you got one more on that list than I do. And I'm like, if you get out of bed and wash your face and brush your teeth, we're having a good fucking day. <laughs> we're doing it guys. How do, we, how do we see clients? I don't, well, I barely see any anymore. So that's probably for the best. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think it makes us relatable. So I completely that. agree. I literally was just telling a client that I'm like, I air all my shit because it's like, that's relatability, right? Yeah, like absolutely. vulnerability breeds connection and no one's life. No one has it all together. No, no, literally nobody, except for a few people. I'm just sitting in the corner and rock myself to sleep because I'm so jealous of them, but that's okay. Um, okay. We got a piece of feedback from a listener that y'all want to hear what the episode is about before we go into our sparkles, which yeah, that seems reasonable. So, <laughs> so we're, we're gonna start doing that. So uh, today's letter, before we get into sparkles and everything, just so you can stick around, is about basically life phases and feeling left behind, mm -hmm. which I think everyone can relate to. I've been there. I mean, I'm kind of there right now, right? Like, I feel like everyone is kind of simultaneously always there and never there. Yes. That's how I feel. Um, so, but before we dig into that, let's do our sparkles. Okay. Do you want to go first? No, but I will. Okay. <laughs> okay. So how do I phrase this? I think my sparkle this week, I've been thinking a lot about it. And I think my sparkle this week is gratitude with a caveat. Okay. Because I cannot stand when I'm upset about something or venting about something and then people toxic you know, positivity or whatever you call it me. And they're like, okay, but just be grateful about this. Or like there's children that are starving in other countries. You have food. I'm like, honestly, shut the fuck up. Because like, I recognize that, but this is not helpful. Yeah. This does not make me feel, in fact, you're just making me feel bad. Like you're, you're making me feel like shit about yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. Like I already feel bad. And now you're telling me that I don't have a right to feel bad. Like, okay. So to me, I've always had an interesting relationship with gratitude because I'm like, okay, yeah, fine. I'm grateful for shit, whatever. But I still want more and I'm not happy with my level of progression. And so I'm not feeling very grateful. So I figured out that if I can tie gratitude to one of my values, mm. then it's better. So I get annoyed sometimes, this is a great example, that I live in a very expensive neighborhood and that the idea of like owning a house is laughable. I mean, it's just like, especially in our neighborhood, which yes, these are choices I'm making. 
but I feel grateful that I live in a community where I get to go out and celebrate pride. It was on this weekend. It was like a big fat gay reunion. And we just had a blast. The Abbey boat opened back up and I was like feeling grateful for that. Honestly, I had so much fun that I was kind of grateful. I wasn't pregnant. It was like, Ooh, I can come out and have a white claw. It's like, if I can focus on things like my values, one of my values is apparently white claw, but like, like, you know, obviously I'm very excited about my community and what it stands for. I Mm -hmm. love that I get to participate in it. Another one I thought of was blush. Blush has been pissing me right the hell off lately. It's not because of the people. It's just because of other things. And I'm like, you know, sometimes I sit here and I'm like, oh, sometimes it would be nice to like work for someone else and have them tell me what to do because I always have to come be knowing what to do. And what if I don't know what to do? And that's like 90% of my life. But it's like, yeah, but I also get other things. Like I don't have someone breathing down my neck and micromanaging me. And that would really piss me off. You know what I mean? So instead of sitting here going, there are starving people in China, you can just like hone in on these little details that actually speak to who you are as a person. Mm, yeah. I know I just like totally rambled, but I feel like that's the only way gratitude works for me. And I'm hoping it'll help someone else open their eyes to it. Yep. So that it doesn't feel like a punishment anymore. Yeah. I I hear all the time from clients like, oh, well, I hate my job, but at least I have a job. If you're saying like at least, and then some form of gratitude, then you're not actually like utilizing the benefits of gratitude. Then you're mm-hmm. just like making yourself feel like shit about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Like, at least I have a job. It's like, well, girl, there's lots of jobs. Yeah. I hear a new job. I hear that all the time. So I love that perspective. And we know we love values. We love the importance of values here. Values. Again, white claw being a top value of mine, apparently. White claw. Okay. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) What's going on with you? What's your sparkle? Oh, well, it continues the saga. Everyone my poor dog Milo passed away. Oh my gosh. Why am I like about to cry? Is it sad? It is sad. Um, so it's, if you've been listening thus far, um, you probably know that loss and I and grief and I have become very good friends this past year. Um, yeah, it sucked. It was the first time that we ever had to put a dog down and it was like, the most traumatic way I told Callie about the story is horrific. It's not one of those like, Oh, you know, no, it was like, what the fuck just happened sort of thing. Um, and all that to say is if there's one good thing that's come out of all of this, I do feel like my relationship with my husband is the best it's ever been, which I feel Mm. like it's either, when you go through something horrible, I feel like it either like breaks you or brings you together. And I'm just really thankful and grateful. I'm going to steal, steal Ooh. yours. I'm grateful that it has brought us together. And I think it's, you know, taken a lot of loss for us to get to the place of like, okay, well now we know how to like navigate in this grief so we can like know what each other needs in it. So Yes, everyone, RIP to Milo. He is in heaven now. He was such a good dog. And so this podcast is tribute to Milo Milo Dean. Dedicated to sweet Milo. He was such a good boy. I think this needs to be it for you. Yep. I I texted (laughs) Callie 
everyone the other day and I was like is this is this gonna end soon like please tell me that's the last thing and she's like I think it I think it is I think I think, I think you're done <laughs> I think we're good that's Thank a wrap everybody shut down shoot that's a wrap yeah. thanks for playing we're we're God, good at my fill the longest movie of my life but hopefully it's hopefully I got it all out of the way you got it all out of your system now <laughs> good lord um, man, we are just a couple of sad Sally's today. So again, when we started this podcast, I don't think either of us intended for us to like be entering in one of the most challenging phases of both of our lives. This is just a coincidence that you yep. happen to hear us, our struggles every single, and by the way, we don't, even, we like scratch the surface on this freaking podcast. Ooh, I could get into other stuff. And with that, let's get into our letter today. Okay. Uh, ready or not, here I come. Okay. Dear Blush, I feel like a horrible person and I need to shake this off, but can't somehow. I'm hoping you two can help me. For starters, I have a good life. I'm single, own a home only 10 minutes away from my parents, have a fulfilling social life, and love my job as an accountant. Most things are working out for me and I feel like I have it all together except for one thing. I'm not in a relationship and I'm not even close to having a family. However, my friends all around me are getting married and having babies one after the other. And while I'm so happy for them, I can't help but to focus on how I'm so far away from all of those milestones. And what's worse is with each wedding and each birth announcement, I feel more and more disconnected from my friends. They don't mean to exclude me, but I just think it's what happens. They all talk about planning their wedding or going on their honeymoon or want to stay in on a Saturday night with their husbands or even worse, my friends with babies cling to each other and other new moms. They don't want to bore me with nap schedules or stories about teething, so I get left out altogether. The thing is, I want to celebrate my friends, but I'm feeling exhausted by it. I constantly feel like an afterthought and the older we get, the more I'm feeling pity from them as well. It's embarrassing and hurtful. I live in a smaller community, so it's hard to meet new people. And at this point, I only know one other person who is single like me. How can I stop feeling like a leaper? How do I keep my friendships strong when I don't have as much in common with them? And lastly, how do I stop putting pressure on myself to find a partner and start a family immediately? I know rushing into things isn't a good idea, but I can't help but to feel like that ship is sailing and I'm going to be alone and isolated forever. Please help single and scared. I think it's leper. <laughs> what? Did I read that? <laughs> I'm dying. And he said, how can I stop feeling like a leaper? <laughs> oh, I for sure added an A in there. <laughs> what is a leper? Okay. It's a leper. You know, like someone with leprosy. So like their like skin starts falling off and it's basically, it's, I think she's basically saying like, how can I stop feeling like I don't fit in and like I'm a circus show because I don't, oh. I don't have the same stuff going on as Okay. Else. In my mind, I literally was thinking as I was reading that, like, God, I really hope Callie addresses the leaper part. Cause I don't quite understand that. <laughs> oh, it's never going to be leper again for me. It's always going to be leaper, leaper and I'm going to have a blast with it. Stop looking <laughs> at me like I'm a leaper. Okay. Um, let's, let's get into my first thought. So 
what I'm hearing from this person, and I, I have a few things that we can address, but I think first and foremost is that she's seeing her friends build communities that she's not naturally a part of. Mm-hmm. And that sucks. And I know that feeling very, very well. I mean, I was 29 when I got married, which I know sounds young and I don't think it was old either, but it was pretty damn delayed, right? Compared to a lot of my friends, especially in Texas. Um, so, you know, I, I don't have kids yet and it feels like everyone around me, well, not in Los Angeles, but you know, my, my friend group, um, from Texas, most, most do. So, um, I get it. I get it. And it's tough to be a part of communities where there is a pretty strict rule about them, meaning a group of new moms. And you don't really get to fit into that group unless you are a mom of some way, shape or form. And Mm -hmm. the old married people's club, it's like, okay, well, yeah, that's kind of tough to be a part of when you're not in a relationship. And I get it. And it's sometimes it can feel cruel. Um, But as I think you clocked, they don't mean to, they don't mean it. This is just kind of what happens in life. So I really want to encourage you to start creating your own community because being a single lady can be super fun when you have other single ladies to bond with. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, you can go do things that some of your friends aren't able to do. Um, Mm -hmm. You can still like go out and do, you know, whatever it is. Um, And so what I'm kind of hung up on is I don't know if it's that she's not trying because she says, I only know one other single person. I'm like, how the freaking hell is that possible? Like, I mean, maybe she really does live in like, you know, Timbuktu, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't imagine smaller communities also have single people. Um, And so I think you're going to have to be really intentional about building a new community. This does not mean you leave your current friends in the dust and we can address how you can form stronger connections with them. But I think in order to feel more balanced, you're going to need to add more people to your community and maybe create some Mm -hmm. fun, you know, loose rules for those. Like I've got my single friends or I have my art friends, or I have my, you know, I go and take a night class friends or whatever it is you want to do to fill up your time. You can Mm -hmm. also be a curator, um, just as your friends are joining the married people club and the new mom club. So yeah. just a thought, you know, I think she's got to be more intentional about this from here on out. Yeah. And I also think I see this a lot across the board, but like no flexibility when it comes to friendships. I think like relationships are always evolving because we're always evolving. And to assume that like your friendship is going to look the same forever and that you're going to maintain this baseline of the same expectations, you're almost creating a fixed mindset of what you anticipate and expect. And anything that's outside of that, you're going to be disappointed. Mm -hmm. I also think that you know, you mentioned intention of like trying to build a new community. I think in order for you to be able to do that, you have to be okay with your friendships being flexible, right? Like if she's not at the place where she's like, it sounds like she hasn't, she's still trying to like make her friendships with all of these people be the same. And I think the second that she allows for them to be different and just allows the friendship to go where it's gonna go and be okay with that and just meet it where it's at then she's gonna have more capacity to go find her own 
like new people. Does that make sense? It does. It does. She's got to, she's got to accept the fact that her friendships are evolving and be okay with that and not let it completely up in her life. Like think about like a relationship, right? Like you can't, if you're, if you're, if you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, you have to accept that you're, and you break up, right? Like you have to accept that you're no longer with that person in order for your heart to be open to somebody else. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think with this, you know, it's a, it's more that, um, actually I think my mom sent me this TikTok. Yes. My mom is super into TikTok and Carol listens. So hello, Carol. I love Carol. Yeah. She's obsessed with TikTok. And she sent me this video that was like, this woman that I know has a ton of friends and here's what she does. Like level one is acquaintances. You like get dinner and drink sometimes. Level two is like close friends and you tell each other some things. And then level three is like ride or die. And Mm -hmm. she's like, and then in some points of my life, threes will get downgraded to twos. Ones will get upgraded to twos. Twos will be downgraded to ones. Like And everything kind of is always flexible. And that way I never get my feelings hurt by my friends. Cause I'm just like, oh, you're not in a space to be a number three with me. Like right now your life can only afford to be a number two with me and that's Mm. fine. So I think maybe using that fluidity in this situation where, yeah, like you have to accept that, you know, unlike a breakup, which I do think was a good example, Elise, I think it's, you know, it's also like, it's okay for you to accept that maybe you're not best friends with -hmm. some of these girls anymore, but that doesn't mean you're not friends Yeah. or some of your friends might now be more like intense acquaintances Mm -hmm. and that's okay. Um, we all kind of outgrow relationships from time to time. And that doesn't mean that you're never going to be best friends again. You know, there is a chance. And this is, if you want this, if you want to get married, if you want to have kids, then there's a chance that, you know, maybe these relationships will rekindle because you're going to have so much more in common. Um, that's not a guarantee that might not be what you want, but ju- just a thought, um, building that flexibility, you know, into your life and into your relationships is going to help save them. Yeah. I also thought like, my first thought was like, oh, she's thinking like grass is greener on the other side. And I, my first thought with that was like, okay, well, the, your mom friends and your friends who are stuck with their husbands all the time are probably like, damn, I wish I could go out and have a club night with the girls, you know, like everybody kind of like longs for what they don't have, but it sounds like that's not her situation. She started it out with saying like, I love my life. I, I own a home. I'm very successful. I love my job. So it feels like, or it sounds like all of the areas of her life do feel really fulfilled. It's just this one area where you know, this comparison is kind of like getting in the way where she maybe feels like she should be doing something right. Like, and what did, I think Brittany told us this, um, where it's like, anytime you say, oh, she did in book club, it was an activity that said, like, if you're saying like, I should be married and have kids by now, then you reframe it to, if I wanted to, I could be married and have kids right now. And then you get to figure out like through that reframe, you can figure out what is at the root there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it seems like I'm reading kind of the end of it and how do I stop putting pressure on myself to find a partner and start a family immediately? I know rushing into things isn't a good idea, but I can't help, but feel like the ship is sailing. That makes me feel like she wants this. Like she wants to be part of the crew and it's salt in the wound that she's not, because not only is she not 
getting to be in a relationship and getting to start a family, but she's also losing friendships over something that she wants. That I mean, sucks. parallel right here. I mean, it's like, you know, this is everybody around us is popping out babies left and right. And it's like, now they get to be part of this super fun crew that we're longing to be in. And it's like, okay, well, you know, the second that you kind of surrender, which I hate, I hate that so much that that's my like tip of advice is like, just surrender and like, accept where you're at and whatever's meant to happen will happen. But it's true. Like I've had to totally surrender Cause like, it sucks. Every baby shower invite I get every birth announcement, I'm literally like dagger in my heart. And I, you can be happy for other people and also be really sad for yourself. Like feelings are not mutually exclusive mm-hmm. or are they mutually? No, they're not. I always there you go. Yeah, okay. they're not. Okay. Okay. They're, they're not mutually exclusive. Right. Mutually exclusive would mean you, ha- you can't have, you can't one, have with one without the other. Okay. Not, yes. It means you can have both and you can't well, have both put that in the leaper category. <laughs> Stop looking at me like I'm a leaper. I, 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 it made me so happy. I was like, this is, the, this is the best. This is the best. Um, okay. I'm going to throw something out here. Do it. And just roll with it. Okay. This might be really bad advice, but I don't really care. So she starts out saying, I own a home 10 minutes away from my parents. Okay. I have a fulfilling social life. Okay. But do you, because you're kind of complaining about it. So I'm not totally convinced. And I love my job as an accountant An accountant to me screams like secure stability. I mean, yes, she has her shit together and I don't mean to stereotype accountants, but it's like, okay, there's a pattern here of, I didn't leave my hometown. Okay. That's fine. Most it's something like 80% of Americans live within 20 miles of their home. Got it. Noted. That's fine. That's most people. However, what I'm getting from her is that she is living her life as if she is married with kids and she doesn't have that. Mm. What if you took advantage of your situation and did something that only single people could do? And here's my thought. Why don't we rent your house out for a year? Hell yeah. Get a job in freaking New York City, the land of single people. You're an accountant. You can get a job anywhere. Uh, And I'm, I'm sure at this point you're, you can do reciprocity with your CPA or whatever the, however the hell that works. Like, this is what married people and people with kids crave is that ability to drop everything and change their life. I'm not saying do it permanently. Okay. I'm not saying New York is just at the top of my mind because no one gets married there till they're like 40 years old. Okay. But like, why not? What you you just have this like very stable and secure lifestyle. And I really want to disrupt it. I really yeah. want to come in and fuck things up for you yeah. and be Melanie who, you know, what did she do? She slapped my hand so that the water glasses fell everywhere. Like sometimes you need people to give you a little bit of a shaky shake. And I'm wanting that for you because if you're telling me that you can't build the community you want in your small town, then maybe we should leave. Maybe we should go and not live by mom and dad for a little bit. Maybe we should go and date eligible men in a bigger city who would love to take you out. Maybe, and this is what I'm really getting at, you go meet other single women who are taking advantage of their life. Like that's the thing. I think my my 
what I was saying earlier about my sparkle, yes, it was gratitude, but it's also take advantage of what you're given. Okay. I'm not pregnant right now. Well, hell I'm going to a wedding this weekend. It's going to be so much fun and I'm not going to be worried (laughs) about being pregnant. Okay. And yeah, I'm going to have some wine. Yeah. I'm going to have a blast. Okay. Because I can do that. I, that is the thing that you get when you're not pregnant is you get to not worry about being pregnant. Okay. Yes. So that's what I'm going to do. So I I would like to give you that same idea. Go fuck your life up for a little bit and just see what happens. It'll, it's all going to be waiting for you when you come back. I'm so here for this. This is not any advice I would ever give, but now that you're saying it, I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. You know, I think you're so, you're so right. I think like, why not? This is the time, you know, it's like, why not? By the way, she could take it a step further. I mean, I said, go get a job in a big city and go, you know, oons, oons, oons to the clubs or whatever. But you could also save up for the next six months, year, however long it's going to take, and then take a hiatus and go travel. And I'm talking like, go travel, travel. Damn, like, see you yes. later. Go to Asia, go to Africa, go, go to Europe, go, like, go do it. I mean, because. Again, when you, you get married and you have two different schedules and then when you have kids, I can't even imagine. I'm not saying it's a death sentence, okay? Married people travel, families travel, but that amount of flexibility in your life gets smaller and smaller. Yeah. I think with each passing year until it kind of resets, right? And then we get this like heyday towards the end of our life where it's like, woo, you know, we can go on all the cruises we want. Yeah. But I think you just got to take advantage of your situation and maybe stop forcing this married life with kids that, you know, and, and maybe lean out of it and go the other way. Yeah. I'm so here for this. And you know what this reminds me of Callie, you're so brilliant. (laughs) You created the breakup guide, the blush breakup guide. And in the breakup guide, there is specific steps that say like, it walks you through basically how to survive a breakup. And it's literally saved me on so many levels. It was amazing. It was my Bible for a good portion of my life. And in there, one of the chapters is like, write out 10 things that you couldn't do, or maybe didn't do in a relationship that you can do now that you're single. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like reframing it from like that scarcity mindset to more of like, what can I gain from this time? Mm -hmm. And it totally shifts the perspective, right? Like, yeah, she's not married. She doesn't have kids yet, but all of her people who are married and have kids, what can they not do? And then you do that. And And like hooking up your life like this, like changing it all up. I think that that's like so brilliant. Just for a year. I'm not asking you to do it for the next five years, but I am asking you to do it for the next year. And and maybe you don't want to be as bold as I I personally, if I were a, if I were this letter writer, I would be hightailing it to New York so fast. I mean, it is like an adult playground. Everyone is single. Everyone is having so much fun. I mean, it it is becoming my one big regret that I never lived in New York. It's fine. I live in LA. It's fine. It's fine. I don't know if I would do well with a cold anyway, but so I'm projecting a little bit because I do think that that would be such a cool place. And, And there's so many people that I've run into Um, that have done that sprint in New York, you know, when they were young and they were single or even newly dating, um, Andrew's cousin Conley, who also listened to the podcast went and, you know, moved to New York for a little bit. Andrew's other cousin, Mary Ellen went to DC. It's like, there is this pattern of people 
just wanting to go experience it. And I'm just concerned that single and scared is basically just going to sit in her stuff mm-hmm. forever and punish herself mm-hmm. for not being what she's seeing around her. And like, when, whenever you can't fit in, then you just got to go and stand out and work on standing out. Cause oh you're God. not going to fit in. That's going to be a quote that we use on our Instagram. I love that. Yeah. I've noticed that. It's not like I stand out in every aspect of my life. There are plenty of situations where I fit in. I mean, I, you know, I'm married. I'm in, I'm in a steady relationship committed, but like there are things, right? Like, again, I keep coming back to pregnancy and kids where I'm not. And so it's like, okay, well then I'm going to try. And I keep telling Andrew, this is my last rod. He's like, how many of these are you going to have? And I was like, I don't know. (laughs) However many it takes. I love that but because I can today I'm gonna go out to the clubs and have a big fat gay reunion with lots of white claw because I can thank you very much that's amazing I'm here for it and I love it I think that's just like such a great perspective shift and reframe on all of it so single and scared we're moving to New York. We're moving. We're moving. We're moving. I, I she did not anticipate that. No. She's like, wait, what? I so- wasn't either, to be <laughs> honest with you, but I'm here for it. I mean, okay. So that's one idea that I strongly suggest you pursue because I think it's the only thing that's going to shift your mindset. It's also good to go out in the world and see that there are more people like you than you realize. Yeah. Um, I think you might find a better sense of belonging and maybe you come back to hometown, not attached and not with anyone, but you come back more confident and ever than ever and realize you don't need that. Maybe you go and you find, you know, Mr. Wright or whoever, you know, girl, boy in between, I don't care. And you realize, okay, like this is it for me. And and maybe you move somewhere else. I don't know, but I think you just have to give yourself the opportunity to see yourself in the world through a different lens. And normally that only happens whenever you have a big change come into your life. And Mm -hmm. I'm hoping to be the catalyst here. However, I think there's also something that we're missing here that, and you can do this from anywhere. So I'm not saying this is one or the other. I personally think you should do both, but you need to communicate to your friends as to how left out you feel, because if you're not bored by nap schedules or teething, which good for you, then you need to communicate that to your friends. Like, do you, I mean, hell, the best way to get in good with a parent is being a free babysitter every now and then. You want to be, you know, in good with your friends and feel connected, get to know their kids. Mm-hmm. Like that's the easiest way to do it. Um, get to know their husbands, try and make sure that you're, you know, integrated into their lives. I mean, Andrew and my best friend is like Eric Hoffman. Hi, Eric. You better be listening as well. But like, he's a single man and he comes over all the time and he's not in a relationship. We don't give a shit. Like, why would we care? We don't always have to hang out with couples, but like, he also doesn't care that we're married and he has decided that I am just as close of a friend of his as he is with Andrew. Cause he's actually Andrew's friend that I adopted, <laughs> but, but he made an effort and I made an effort to create our own friendship. Mm-hmm. And if you're not doing that single and scared, if you're not, if you're just trying to keep your friends as the same person they were before or five years ago or whatever, like it's not going to work. They're different yeah. people now. And you have to get to love and know their people in order to feel fully connected to them. 
it's the circle of life, right? Like it's inevitable. It happens all the time. We have different life stages and different graduations in life. And there is no timeline that we can all work off of. And so I just, I think that's amazing. Yeah. I just like to be efficient. The idea of like keeping up with all these friendships and having them be separate from Andrew sounds fucking exhausting. Yeah. So I'm like, great. You want to be my friend? This is my husband. You have to get to know him too. Cause whenever we go do things, we like to do things together, but we also want you to be there. So you're not going to get me by myself all that often. Yeah. It's just, it just doesn't happen that much. I mean, it, it happens. It's not like we're totally codependent, but we like hanging out. Yeah. You know, That's totally fair. And I think there's no way for her friends to know that unless she's communicating that. Right. Yeah. I, I definitely agree. I think she's got to be the vulnerable one here. And then I think once she states her case, I hope that her friends, I mean, look, they're not going to drop everything for you because they physically can't. Yeah. You know, they have other obligations that they have to attend to and it just is what it is. But if you can say, I want to be a part of your life. I mean, I know Caroline, um, one of my best friends, you know, I'm not going to go into it, but I know that it hurts her feelings when some of her friends don't ask about her children because her children are her life. Mm -hmm. And I heard that and, and I was like, okay, got it. And so every chance I get, it's, you know, how's baby Millie? How's baby Ollie? How, what's going on? I'm not in Texas to bond with these children. They don't really know me. And they, I don't know if they're ever really going to know me, but I can at least signal to her that I care. Yeah. Right. And it it does, it does make a difference. And so single and scared, like you're going to have to meet your friends where they are and you Mm -hmm. can't expect them to act like they did when y'all first became friends. It's just not how this goes in order to still be really close with Caroline. I also have to be close with her children. And I don't resent that. I love that. That's, and she makes that, you know, very open and honest. I mean, she's, you know, she's out there with it. Um, but that's only natural. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. That's another thing. But again, you can do that from anywhere. So I'm not saying stay in hometown and bond. I'm saying get the fuck out and bond. Hell yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah, I know. I am too. I'm really pumped about it. Okay. What else do we have for her? Do we have any other good tidbits? I mean, I feel like we hit all the nails on the head, to be honest. (laughs) Fit out of the park, you guys. I mean... (laughs) Okay. I have one more. Okay. Lay it on me. And this is kind of for, okay, look, this is for her, but not for her today, but it's a warning. And it's something that I think I would have liked to know earlier. Um, but I was re okay. So this is actually not my tidbit. This is Carolyn Hacks's tidbit. She's an advice columnist for the Washington post. And I read her column every single morning. And basically a woman wrote in and was like, I'm getting married, but you know, I'm later in my life. I think later in life, she was like 35. Okay. But like, she's like, all my friends got married in their twenties. I'm 35. And I don't feel like anyone is showing up for me. And Carolyn was basically like, yeah, life milestones are a marathon. And the people who finish first get all the applause and the high fives and the photos and the trophies. And the people who finish last don't, it doesn't mean that they didn't finish the marathon. It doesn't mean that they weren't more like just as accomplished. It's just as big of a deal. I think finishing is the whole goal, right? It's not mm-hmm. a marathon. It's not really finishing. Who the fuck finished first? 
worse than a marathon. I mean, you know, it's just about crossing the finish line, but you don't feel as celebrated when you're one of the later ones. And I, I felt that. I had a lot of, a ton of my friends didn't come to my wedding. Granted, I made it as inconvenient as humanly possible, but they also, you know, didn't want to come to my thing in Austin and it hurt. It really hurt my feelings because I prioritized all of their celebrations and all of their life milestones. But when I read that advice, I was like, oh, that makes sense. They're just in their own life. And, you know, weddings aren't as big of a deal anymore because they already had theirs and everyone else had theirs and they've moved on to something else. And so they're just not in that mindset. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Some of those friends are no longer in my life. So because like, come on, you can muster up some excitement, but I just want to warn her that this is kind of what happens when you do things a little bit later than your friend group. Um, I'm like living and breathing example of this. And if you're not prepared for that, it can, it can sting and you can take it really personally. And I think mm. in some situations it's okay to take it personally. And there will be people who go above and beyond to make sure that you feel loved. I had plenty of people in my life that were like, I'm not letting you feel like an afterthought. Like I get it. Mm. I get that everyone else has lived this and done this and no one gives a shit that you're doing it, but I give a shit. So I'll make sure you feel that. Yeah. But it's, I'm not trying to say the future is going to be going to be dim. I'm just saying, well, actually this is a perfect example. Cause guess what I did, right? I got married later, later in quotations, 29, Jesus Christ. But like, you know, I got married later. All my friends were already married. So I said, well, fuck it. I'm not doing this big expensive wedding in Austin. I'm going to Mexico. Hell yeah. <laughs> because, I, because I can, right. It's totally acceptable for some reason for later weddings to be destination. Why is that? I don't know. Isn't that, that's a thing, right? Totally. It's like, I feel like everyone had the big church, fun conference room, whatever ballroom wedding that cost God knows how much and was a blast and was so much fun. And everyone, you know, 200, 300 person wedding. And I was like, well, not gonna be able to pull that off. (laughs) So I'm just gonna do what I wanna do. I'm not gonna worry about allowing everyone to celebrate me because I don't think everyone wants to. So instead I'm going to focus on what I want. And I had a blast. Um, I also feel like, like your priorities change as you get older too, right? Like it's definitely like in college, I had all the friends and now it's like, if I just have enough people, like I it's quality over quantity, a hundred percent. So I think that's probably play here too, you know? Yeah. I think, yeah, I do. I do. I do agree with that. I, I, I can't help, but think in a way while sometimes it makes me sad that I didn't get all of the fun attention of getting married young. And you remember that, right? The first people to get married. And it's just like, it was the event of the year. It was like, yeah. everyone was planning it. You know, you know, it was, it was I was <laughs> I was literally the first person to get married out of my Oh my gosh, were you? Okay, see, like, <laughs> yeah. so part of me is sad that like, I didn't get to experience that. Yeah. But the other, but the reward that you get of that is that I was released from worrying about what everyone else thought. Yeah. I kind of took myself out of that, that game of having the perfect shower or the perfect place setting, or the perfect flowers or the invite list. And like, got to do exactly whatever the hell I wanted. So there's yeah. a trade-off. And I think you just have to make the best 
of your life phase and your situation because you can't control when you meet the right person. Mm-hmm. You can't control when the next chapter of your life starts. I wish you could. And I think that you could set yourself up for success in certain areas. Like, uh, I don't know, getting out of your hometown that doesn't have any eligible bachelors or bachelorettes for you. Mm-hmm. Like that's a start, but you know, you genuinely, you can't control any of this. So you just have to like take those gems that come with your phase of life, the stage that you're in at your age and fucking run with it. Yeah. Amen. I love that. Yeah. That, that got me hyped up. <laughs> good, good, good. I, so, so sorry. I just, I had to share that because I couldn't help but be like, oh God, I wonder how she's going to feel when this does happen for her. You know, yeah. I don't want her because I just don't want her to feel like it's going to be a reincarnation of what her friends got. Yeah. You know, it's going to be different and that's okay. Yeah. I, I love that, that you are the first one to get married. I know, which I think you and I bring like different perspective, you know, like it's really cool. I think that both of our minds put together. That's why, that's why I make a good team, you know? <laughs> yeah, I agree. And don't get me wrong. I'm a child bride in Los Angeles, but <laughs> very young. Um, okay. So I think with that, I think all my thoughts have been barfed out properly. Elise, do you have any final thoughts for single and scared? I really don't. I'm like, really think that, you know, she should shake things up. And I, my, my mind wouldn't have gone there first because I'm not someone who shakes things up often, but that's why I love you, Callie, because you (laughs) remind me to shake things up. So yeah. When in doubt, burn it all down. Yes. She's not um, kidding, everyone. That's actually oh. what she means. I'm, I'm absolutely not kidding. Okay. With that being said, we will wrap this up. So remember, guys, if you related to this and feel like, oh my gosh, I'm single and scared, um, then come join Blush with promo code BLUSHU, all caps, for 25% off your first month. Hopefully, your life coach will tell you to get the hell out of Dodge and you know go have some epic adventure that you're able to have, and this is your time. That's what I want for you. Um, And then if you've got a dilemma, a situation, a story that you want to share with us for our feedback, then please write into blushyou at joinblush.com. We love getting your entries. Um, We really want to read them. Please, 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 please please write to us. We love it. We love it. And we love y'all. Yes, we do. Okay. um, We will, we will record again next week. And so we'll see you then. Yay. Bye. Bye.